said to me, why would you want to go to church on Christmas Day? Question back, why not? Um, because uh, it, it really does sort of give us a, a moment or two just to really reflect on everything that we've been enjoying and celebrating over the last uh, few weeks. And uh, as Christian says, just uh, literally dozens of people through Arena Church over the last few weeks hearing the good news message of the Lord. And uh, a great commitment from lots and lots of people around our church to make all of that happen. And we really, really do appreciate it. There's, there's lots of things around the Christmas story, and uh, I, I thought uh, as uh, Christian was leading us in prayer, he's going to go where I want to go for just a minute or two this morning. But in Matthew, uh, as well as uh, Jesus being called Emmanuel, God with us, it actually says that in the angelic visitation to Joseph, Matthew one twenty one, that you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And you'll know that the word Jesus literally means saviour. I just want to think about names for a moment or two this morning, and the power of names. Go to Latin America today, uh, and even Spain, and you'll find uh, men, boys, called Jesus, Jesus. But the reality is, friends, that the Lord Jesus Christ is a name that's above every name. It's a name that is powerful. Uh, The great Methodist uh, writer, hymn writer, says that Jesus is the name high over all, in hell or earth or sky. Angels and men before him fall, and devils fear and fly. It's a powerful name. It's a name that perpetuates, because here we are 2,000 years and more uh, from that first, what we know as the Christmas uh, story, and we're still celebrating around uh, the name of Jesus. And the truth is today, friends, that right across the world, like a great wave across the globe today, right from the South Sea Islands, across Australasia, Asia, Europe, and right through to the Americas today, millions and millions and millions of people that know God as a a real uh, Lord and Savior to their lives, a gathering to celebrate the Lord's birthday. We know that there's religion around some of that stuff for some people as well, but the reality of it is not undermined by people that love the Lord. And it um, is a, a, a preeminent name. It's a name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. It sent me thinking about names. And uh, the... uh, the top name, apparently, for girls in 2011-12 stroke was Amelia. Well, we've got one of those in the church. And then it was Olivia. We've got one of those in the church. Uh, and then it was Lucy. We've got one of those in the church. Uh, uh, not, I don't think we've got a Jessica, uh, an Emily, a Sophie. We've got a Ruby. We've got a Ruby here this morning. Uh, we've got an Ava We've got uh, in the church as well. So several names there that reflect uh, little ones in the church. For the boys, it was, it was Harry. And then Jack. And I was reading the Nottingham Evening Post last night. And uh, interestingly, they had an article on, on names. And so for Nottinghamshire, Oliver or Ollie is top of the tree for names last year, as recorded by the registry. Uh, Harry was second. Alfie third. Ethan fourth. For the girls, it was Mia. And then Ella. And then Eve. So, and then Amelia came up again. So lots of names, which are different to 100 years ago because the top boy's name 100 years ago was very, very spectacularly sort of brilliantly creative. It was John. Sorry, John. There's nothing, sorry, John. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> and then William. And then Walter. And Albert. You don't get kids getting called Albert anymore, do you? You know. And then, and then Frederick. And for the ladies, it was Mary and Hilda, and Dorothy, and Mildred, and Florence, they were the top names a hundred years ago. Names change. I also realized that if you're born into a celebrity family, be afraid, be very (laughs) 
afraid. <laughs> David and Victoria Beckham's children are called Brooklyn, Romeo, Cruz. And then the little girl's called Harper Seven. Sounds like an American department store, doesn't it? I mean, poor kids. <laughs> but I've got one even better than that. Jamie Oliver. Oh, my word. Listen to this. Jamie Oliver's kids, and I kid you not, are called Poppy, Honey, Rosie. That's one. The next one's called Daisy, Boo, Pamela. The next one's called Petal, Blossom, Rainbow. And for the poor little boy that comes forth, he's called Buddy Boo Morris. I kid you not. I kid you not. <clears throat> so if you've been born into ordinariness, thank God that you've not got a name like that. <sighs> and we've all got a name. And a name brings identity, affirmation, and acceptance. But one of our recent area ministers' evenings uh, which was taking place in Coventry. I went up to somebody who, for all sorts of reasons, has only uh, 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 been able to come to one of our events, which was a, a year last July. I went up to him and says, hello, Peter. He didn't say to me, hello, Phil. He says, you remembered my name. <clears throat> and some of you may have read the book called, a book called it. It was by, it's by an American called Dave Palser. And uh, Dave Palser was, uh, was raised by a, an abusive alcoholic mother that didn't call him Dave, she called him It. Imagine that. And it may be, friends, that uh, your name sometimes has been abused or mistreated, but the Bible says in Isaiah that our names are written on the palms of his hands. In other words, friends, God knows your name. Your name's on it. He knows it, he knows it, he knows it. And however people may have mistreated it at times, ignored it, abused it, said it didn't matter, it matters hugely to God. So much so that your name, my name, is written on the palms of his hands. But the reality is there's no name like Jesus. And as Christian said in the worship time, we unashamedly and unapologetically as ordinary men and women that have found that Jesus Christ is the saviour of the world... And not only intellectually, but also spiritually in our heart. We've made room for Jesus. We've become followers of him. It's what motivates our life. It's what shapes our values. It's what guides our decisions. It's what brings our commitment. Because he's no longer dead. He's gloriously alive. And by the power of his spirit that dwells within us, we can have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The name that is above every name. And this morning, friends, that's the great message of Christmas. It, it, it is about presence, it is about love, it is about the children, it is about um, a, a great meal later on, uh, in whatever context you enjoy that. But it is all centered on the Lord Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name. As I conclude this little message this morning, I've got a little acrostic and I, I need a bit of help. I need five helpers. If anybody would like, Isaac, would you come and help me please? If you all that one for me. Lily, are you going to come and help me, darling? If you'll hold that one for me. That way around. Anybody else like to come and help me? Thank you, Rob. One more. Thanks, Jared.
Yeah, I said, don't spell Jesus wrong. Okay. All the way around, mate. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So simply this morning, that is the name that's above every name. A little acrostic there that reminds us of some of the things that Jesus brings to our lives, if only we'll let him. It brings joy. And we said the other week that joy does need to be seen. It's, we, we don't believe in deep joy in this church, so deep that you can't see it. You know, we believe in joy that's expressed in people's attitudes, faces, and generosity. It is a joy, actually, that triumphs even sometimes when things seem to go wrong. As we've seen recently, sometimes bad things happen to good people. But we can know joy. It's an abounding of God's goodness that overflows in our life. Jesus brings eternal life. It's life that lasts forever. In John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus says that the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life more abundantly or life in all of its fullness. And what that really means is that we have a taste of the life that which, which is to come. That's what it means. In other words, friends, that here on earth we begin to taste of that which we'll enjoy for all eternity. Now, now it's still tainted. Now it's still less than perfect. Now it's still at times uh, something that we're still journeying to. But it gives us a foretaste of something that we'll enjoy forever. Let me say something. I, I hear people say, I don't want to go to heaven. And the reason they don't want to go to heaven is to think it's going to be boring. They think that we're all going to be sort of sat on clouds playing harps forever. <laughs> Friends, it's going to be the most creative, dynamic, winsome community that you could ever imagine. Not tainted by sadness, sickness, sorrow, pain anymore. We will sit around the throne and worship Jesus forever and ever. He brings us eternal life. He brings us satisfaction. This year has been the 50th celebration of the Rolling Stones. I can't get no. Do, do, do. Satisfaction, you know. I'm that old, you see. And, uh, <clears throat> and the reality is that lots and lots of people are desperately seeking for satisfaction. And somebody coined the phrase once that there is something in our hearts that only God can fill. It's a God-shaped void that only God can fill. The Christian and me and the arena community are confronted every day, almost of every week of, of every month of this past year and going into this next year with people that have tried to fill their lives with things that crave for satisfaction. I want to say, friends, it's not found in recreational drugs. It's not found on Boots-filled evenings, it's not found on trying to take yourself into another world, which brings you eventually back to this world. It's found in Jesus Christ. You can find absolute satisfaction in the Lord. The Bible says that Jesus gives us an unending hope. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And hope is a confident expectation of the future and the unseen. And we understand, friends, there are many challenges around us that 2013 will present, but we face them with an absolute, unending, enduring hope that God is with us. And Jesus brings us strength. Because Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You can do it. You can do it, not in your own strength, but you can do it in him. Sometimes people say to me, I can't commit to becoming a Christian because I'll never keep it up. You better believe it. You'll never keep it up. But Christ in you, the hope of glory, will give you the strength to confront every situation that lies before you. And more than keeping it up, you'll be an overcomer, an advancer for the course of the kingdom. You should call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Thank God for the names around Arena Community. Thank God that names are important. Thank God that names are precious. 
And uh, from a personal discipline, I, I work pretty hard at trying to remember names. I don't always get it right, but you remembered my name. And this morning, it may be that, not literally, but in terms of your journey, you've been it. You've lacked identity, you've lacked purpose, you've had people push you aside and say that you don't matter. The great, great message of Christmas is that Jesus says you matter to him. You matter so much to him that he gave his life for you. He rose in overcoming resurrection so that by the power of his spirit, you could know Jesus. The one that gives joy, the one that gives eternal life, the one that actually fills us with absolute satisfaction, the one that brings us unending hope. And the one that says that we can do everything through him that gives us strength. He's the name that's worthy to be worshipped. Let's do it in our lives, our attitudes, our words, and all that we bring to the Lord in the coming days. And simply this morning, that if you've never yet committed yourself to the beginning of that journey, actually this Christmas day, 2012, can be the day when you hear that whisper, that pull in your heart that says, actually, that's for me. And Lord Jesus, I bring a welcome mat that says you can come and live as Lord and Saviour of my life, and I'll serve you forever. What a way to start Christmas, and what a way to go into the rest of our life. Thank God for the name, and the name is Jesus. Why don't we give them a clap? Thank you.